All right, finally we're here. We're now going to classify our critical points. And to do that, well, first of all, I should say that you could just draw a graph. And if you drew a graph, you could visually see whether points represent maximums, minimums, saddles, or, or anything else, right? But if it's more than um, three variable, more than three variables, you can't draw a four or five or six dimensional graph. Um, you can try to visualize it, but um, most people can't. Um, but we have something else called the second partial derivative test, which is fairly easy to, um, to use, and it gives you pretty good results. So the first thing we need to, to use the second partial derivative test is something called the discriminant, right? And the discriminant is the second partial with respect to x times the second partial with respect to y, okay, minus the mixed partial squared. Now remember, right, we talked about for smooth curves, right, for smooth functions, right, the mixed partials, the second mixed partials are equal, right, so if you get mixed up, just think of it as a mixed partial squared and if, it, if you say xy and, right, and somebody else says yx, it's the same thing as long as you're talking about a smooth function, which, as I say, as I said previously, those are the functions that we're going to be dealing with. All right, so we're going to use the discriminant, actually, to classify our critical points. And it's a little bit... Um, involved because there are different kinds of things that we're looking at, but basically this is the result. If, if f of xy right, is a smooth curve or a smooth function, right, not curve, surface, right, if we have a smooth function, right, and P, right, critical point is a critical point, right, so P is A, B, F of A, B, all right, so this is the X value, the Y value, and the computed, right, Z value, all right. Then we're going to categorize or classify our critical points using the following rules. Okay, if D, the discriminant, right, evaluated at AD, right, so first you find the critical point, then you construct the discriminant, and then after you construct the cons discriminant, you evaluate the discriminant at the critical point, right? And if the discriminant at the critical point is positive, right? Well, if it's positive, then there are two possibilities, right? So if the discriminant is positive and the second partial evaluated, the second pure partial with respect to x, Okay, evaluated at the critical point, 
is also positive. Okay? So you have a positive discriminant and a positive second partial with respect to x, then p is a relative minimum. All right? We'll talk about we'll talk about this in a little bit, but first let me just write down the results. Okay? If the discriminant at the critical point is positive and the second partial right is negative with second partial with respect to x is negative right then p is a relative maximum Okay, notice that if the, the discriminant is positive, right, just look at the structure of the discriminant, right? If the discriminant is positive, right, the second partial with respect to x can't be zero, right? Because if it were zero, then this would be zero minus, right, this is squared, so if this is zero, there's no way the whole package can be positive. So we don't have to worry about um, if the discriminant is positive and the second pure partial is equal to zero because that can never happen. All right, so what else can happen? If the discriminant is negative, all right, if the discriminant is negative, then it's easy. Right? We don't have to worry about the signs anymore. If the discriminant is negative, then P is a saddle point. All right? And the only other category that we have to worry about that's possible, okay, is if the discriminant is equal to zero. Right? And if the discriminant is equal to zero, then the test is inconclusive. Okay? It doesn't tell you anything. Right? You'll have to determine whether you have a maximum or a minimum or a saddle or something else by some other method. All right, let's talk about this for a minute because it sounds, it looks like when you just see it, it looks like, holy moly, how am I ever going to remember all of these things? Okay, but it's really, it's not that bad because it's very close, actually, to the second derivative test for a single variable. Okay, do you remember the second derivative test for a single variable? Remember, if the first derivative is zero and the second derivative, two positives, right? Then what? We had a relative min, right? We had a concave up curve, right? And really, that's what we're saying here, right? If the discriminant is positive, then what? Then we have a curve that's concave up, right? And truth to tell, we could have chosen FYY, right? 
Because all we're really saying, look, okay, go back to the discriminant. If this discriminant is positive, right, then what has to be true? These two guys have to have the same sign, right? Either they'll both be positive or they'll both be negative, right? So we've focused on the sign of FXX, but we could have equally well focused on the sign of FYY, okay? But the, the bottom line is that these two have to have the same sign, right? And that same sign could be what? They could both be positive, which would be what? The curve, the curve, right, in the in this direction and in this direction, right? We had right the curve in this direction, right, and the curve in this direction, right? They're both concave up. Well, if they're both concave up, then what? We have a relative minimum, right? If they're both concave down, right, a negative second derivative, right, so a zero first and a negative second, right, remember is concave down, then what? We have a relative maximum, right? If the discriminant is negative, then what? Then fxx and f yy can have opposite signs. Well, if they have opposite signs, then one is sort of saying we're looking at a max and the other is saying we're looking at a min. And if you think back to the saddle point, that's exactly what happened with the saddle point, right? In one direction, remember the saddle point, right? In one direction, right, it was a minimum. And in the other direction, right? It was a maximum, right? So that sort of makes sense. And then the final situation is if the discriminant is equal to zero, the test doesn't work, right? It just doesn't give you anything. All right, so this is the test. It's not as bad to remember as it first appears because it's very, very close to the situation for a single variable. Right? But what we want to do now is take a, another look at some of the examples that we've already just done. And now that we had the critical points, right, we've outlined the critical points, we've found them, what we now want to do is use the second partial derivative test, and we want to categorize those critical points that we found as maximums, minimums, or saddles. Okay, so let's take a look at some of them.